What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Today, I talk a little bit about my business, what's going on, some challenges that I'm going through, and how I've overcome. Uh, tune into this one. I'm calling it Back to Center because every now and again, we deviate from success in business, and that could be from our own devices or from extenuating circumstances. But as long as we always keep the focus to get back to center in business, we'll always be successful. So tune into this one. I think you're going to like it. It starts right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards, Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. So today I want to talk a little bit about my business and really just some challenges that I have been dealing with. I don't think, um, man, I, I'll be honest with you. It has been a rough six weeks leading up to today, but we're through the storm. And I want to go through with you just some things that I've learned in the last six weeks. So I'll give you a kind of a little bit of a synopsis on how the business is running. So at this time we have three crews. I have four, three, and a two. Um, ultimately we had to let someone go in January, uh, which wasn't a bad thing ultimately because the work was really scarce. I started having to take different types of jobs. I was getting a bunch of leads. I've been going real heavy on Angie leads. I've been going real heavy on Facebook. Austin, my good friend with base coat marketing is taking care of the SEO, uh, which usually takes a little bit of time to kick in, which I, again, you know, exhausting all resources here. And for whatever reason, I mean, it seemed as though keeping these three crews fully staffed uh, was an impossible task in January and February. So much so that I started going back and doing all of the estimates. And, you know, there's an interesting thing that happens when you have the pressure of your team not having work. And if there's one thing that I promise myself internally is that I will never make a phone call to my employees and say, we have no work. And I've never had to do that. I never will do that. I don't need to touch fire to know that it burns. In other words, like I don't need to experience that to know that it's detrimental. I don't want the morale to go down. I don't want my team to be Ultimately, I don't want them to be concerned about the well-being of the company. I don't want to create that idea that, you know, there's no work. And, you know, it's my job to make sure that there's work first and foremost. And that's your job as well. Like you have to make sure that there is opportunity that will lead to a sale. And it may require you exhausting all of your resources to start the engine up. And I think this year was incredibly challenging. Uh, for me to start the engine up. In other words, when I what I mean is, is that typically like you would find a bigger job that would usually last like one or two weeks to take care of one of the crews. And then with your normal lead flow, you would start stacking up jobs for the other two crews. And what was happening was, is that the only jobs that we were selling were small two or three day jobs. So what would happen is, is that the teams would get the jobs done so quick, I needed a bunch of them. 
And for whatever reason, we just hit kind of like a stopping point in the lead flow. So much so that there was a week, two weeks ago, where the only thing I had on the schedule for the following week, so it was Thursday, the only thing I had on the schedule was a two-day job for all three of my crews. And that was it. There was no pipeline. There was no job set up. And this was not a matter of a lack of effort. This was a couple reasons. One, I feel as though I kept pricing jobs the way that I priced them when we were busy. And I did so because the jobs were generally pretty small. So ultimately, the ballpark range wasn't going to be more than maybe $500 from the other quotes. So I didn't really feel the need to go really low. Ultimately, like I, I assumed that we built so much value that naturally we would win these jobs. And maybe it was the lead pool that I got. Maybe it was just circumstance, but people were just not moving forward for whatever reason. And not only that, I had three cancellations. I had someone, uh, an older gentleman, um, I sold his job over the phone and I always try to be respectful. Like I always say, Hey, you know, do you want some time to think about it? And he said, no, 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 it needs to get done. And this was an $8,000 exterior. This would have kept the team busy for the whole week. He calls me two days before we start and says that he didn't feel comfortable on the phone and he wants to cancel it. The price is too high. And it's like, what can I do in that position? What do I argue with him? What do I, you know, hold this deposit? Uh, so ultimately just knowing good business practice, move on from that one. Right. So the next one I had, you know, another cancellation. I had a full interior repaint cancel uh, for whatever the circumstance was. And where I'm getting with, getting at with all this is that sometimes things happen outside of our control. And during that time, I can attest to you that I was stressed out, feeling a little depressed, feeling a little out of control, feeling a little, I would say, ultimately, part of me very deep down wanted to give up. Honestly, it was just like I'm hitting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And then I get a phone call and it's, it's like, if you focus intensely on a goal, right? So for me, there was not one point in time during January and February where my goal was for me to make money. The only goal I had was to stack the schedule for the crew. And that's my job. If you look at the year as a total, you can really boil down the thought process on a yearly basis and a weekly basis or a monthly basis. And the goal is keep your team busy first, then you receive the rewards after they need to have a full schedule. So again, like my whole thought process was be resourceful as possible. It's so funny. I would get emails from property managers over the last year or so, and they would ask for commercial bids and different things like that. I'd always ignore them because again, like I just, you know, ultimately I never cared about them because we were just so content with our house painting. And it just so happens that a property manager, you know, emailed me uh, and wanted some metal awnings done on this, you know, large shopping center. And I said, you know what? Let me bid this thing. She sent some pictures. I sent out the bid. And like, there was like no questions asked. She went with the bid. And, you know, it, it was eye opening. It's like, man, how much opportunity could I be missing? Um, how much did I miss to put me in this position here? Now, of course, my thought process is always going to be niche down, right? However, when you're in a position of, scarcity, we know that you have to take what you have to take. And you'll hear me say that, of course, we just don't want to put ourselves in that position. And we want to learn from being in that position. So what happened was, is that I did do that job. And it gave us a little bit of a boost. 
And I'm thinking, okay, well, I have to adjust my approach now, okay, because I'm seeing that for whatever reason, there's something going on with the market. I am not going to try to justify it. I am not going to fight it. I'm going to stay consistent. I'm going to get as many leads as I can. I don't care what it costs. I'm going to have as much conversations as possible with people that want paint jobs. Eventually, the law of averages will sway in my favor. I will figure this out because everything in business is cyclical. And that is the mindset I just kept saying to myself over and over. I even called my good friend and spiritual guide, uh, Alex Corral, uh, for his good natured advice. And, you know, he kind of reaffirmed that as well. And if you guys don't know Alex, please find the Mindset Monday series. Him and I have got to get back on that. But he's such a great guy with a great positive attitude. Someone that literally has to find eight to nine kitchen uh, repaint jobs a week. And he goes through this often where you'll hit a drought and you have the pressure of keeping your team busy. And ultimately, I had to change my approach. I had to say, okay, well, I got to move now. I have to, I have to adjust. There has to be a shift. You know, normally I don't take commercial work, but this opportunity presented itself. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to entertain things that normally aren't what we normally do in order to get through this. Because again, I'm looking at the way our house leads are converting. And for whatever reason, they're just not converting the way that they need to for me to keep my guys busy. So we get a phone call from this golf course. And in my head, I'm thinking, um, well, all right, you know, he, he, they wanted, they wanted five bathrooms painted. Listen, if you were to call me as a golf course in November and December, and you told me you wanted five bathrooms painted, I would have told you, thank you so much for giving us a call. Unfortunately, we're unable to assist with this project for a few reasons. Number one, sounds like a pain in the butt to coordinate. Number two, generally speaking, it's a pretty small job. And number three, uh, again, it's not our MO. It's not what we do. We want houses. We want those full repaints. It's easy to schedule. It's easy to produce. And it aligns with uh, really what we're best at, right? So I went ahead and I said, you know what? Let's take it. I'm going to go and do this estimate myself. I go to this golf course and I remember this community. We haven't worked here in a couple years, actually. It's a, it's a very large retirement community with 3,200 homes. From here, I go there and I see the job they want done. I say, obviously, it was exactly what I thought it was. It was, you know, think of, it, think of it this way. In order to get to these bathrooms, it's spread out all over the golf course. We would have had to drive a golf cart with our paint in it because there's just, you know, there's no way to get to it with a vehicle. Um, and in my head, I'm like, oh, great. You know, I don't, I can't believe I'm in this position, right? But I didn't let that deter me. I went and, and I said, you know what? I'm going to quote this. I want this job. It'll, it's, again, this would be a four-day job for my guys. Um, because it turned out to be a little bit more than I thought it was. And we'll figure it out. Right now, I need the work because it takes off the pressure. I can actually be selective once we have a schedule. Because again, with no schedule, no work, the pressures and the stress of keeping a team busy uh, does not help when it comes to your mindset, right? So let's keep the team busy. We'll figure out the rest after that. So from there, once we, uh, you know, obviously, you know, quoted that job or, you know, thought about it, I'm there and I'm thinking, you know what? there's got to be something I'm missing, right? Like, I, I, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm doing a lot of paid advertising online. I'm doing a lot of Facebook. I'm doing a lot of Google. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I'm in a retirement community. There has got to be people here that do not care about my Facebook ads. They do not care about my Google ads. They do not care about my Angie Leads ads. They will not use any of those things anyway. 
they are the baby boomers. And I had a major epiphany. I don't know what it was. Erase any information that you've gotten from me when it comes to print ads. However, I'm not saying that that's your golden ticket. I'm just saying I was in a mode of complete resourcefulness. And I said, you know what? I'm going to walk into this community center and I'm going to ask if I can be in their community newsletter. Almost every community has this. So I said, you know what? Let me go do it. So I go in and I asked the guy who was facilitating the bathroom estimate to give me the information of the person to talk to. So I went in there. I said, hey, is so-and-so here? So I walk in the back. I got escorted there by this really nice older lady. She was volunteering. She was so sweet. Go in there, and there's three ladies in the office. I say, hey, how's it going? My name's Tanner. Um, I'm the owner of Premium Painting. I'm just wondering, do you guys have a community newsletter uh, that I would be able to uh, advertise in for your community? And they said, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, we sat down for a second and talked about it. And she said, hey, by the way, in two days, we're doing our home show. You should consider having a booth. We don't have any painters that signed up for this. And in, and in my head, I'm thinking, man, like for the last four to five weeks, I've really been struggling. I'm, I can't even lie to you. I mean, just making follow-up calls after follow-up calls and like hitting roadblocks and cancellations and, you know, all these things. But again, I just stayed true to my training, stayed true to my wisdom from the past. I understood that this is cyclical. This is going to, this too shall pass. It's just one of those things in business. If I keep hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting, something will break through. And even with the time ticking, I only had, you know, one job that following week. So I say, uh, absolutely. And this was, I, I forget what day it was, but there was, there was like two or three days to prepare. Okay. Bear with me on the time frames here. I'm just trying to get the story out. She says, come to the trade show. I said, perfect. I messaged my sign guy online. I said, Hey, can you make me two banners in two days? He said, gotcha. So I got the banners. I went to CVS. I got 30 Chick-fil-A gift cards for $10 a piece because these old people love the free stuff. So of course I had to give them a reason to book an estimate with me. I set up the booth. I don't know if you've seen it on my Instagram. I had Chris, my supervisor and his wife, Teresa, they helped me out. And ultimately we had drip jobs ready to go. So as soon as somebody was interested, we pumped them right into the system. That was the whole plan. So we get there, we set up and this was the game changer for me. This was again, me looking at the big picture. I said, okay, well, one of my avenues, Angie leads, isn't really converting the way I need it to right now. Facebook ads, they take time. I'm not really getting conversions right now on people that are ready to buy. Google, still in the process of getting that figured out. Okay, so again, we're getting the leads, but we have just so many bids out there and so many reasons why customers aren't moving forward. It's just maybe because, you know, they're waiting for springtime, whatever that case may be. Again, I need to keep three crews busy. So we go and do this trade show and uh, it just was so eye-opening. I said, you know what, man, I really need to get involved more in the community. We booked 17 estimates from that trade show. 17 estimates and I said to myself man like these are phenomenal estimates these are not just estimates um where you know I'm just going to a random lead or you know these are people that I've literally had conversations with they got to meet our team they saw our branding they know we're a part of the community so trust level walking into the door is nine out of ten versus, you know, having to break down those barriers. So looking at the results here, I have, you know, my drip jobs open 
and I could see that out of my 17 leads that I got from that trade show, uh, we converted $24,000 in sales and it was great. I mean, it was awesome. And, and that is what propelled, uh, the momentum in the scheduling. And I went, I went and did those estimates. I actually did 11 in a day. Uh, it was crazy. It was awesome. I did them in 30 minute increments. They were, you know, a three minute drive from estimate to estimate. Um, but it was, uh, it was awesome. So $23,525 in sales. We still have a couple estimates that are out that people are still thinking about, but the beauty of this is that it kicked off the momentum. It was awesome. So from here, um, you know, we sold a couple of those jobs and then a couple more trickled in. And now, you know, looking at our schedule right now, we're booked until, the 31st of, uh, no, sorry. Yeah. The 31st of March and it is March one today. So, you know, here's, here's the message here. And this is what I want to help you understand is that your leadership abilities are going to be tested in adversity. That's the only way that it could possibly be tested. And of course you're going to go through the emotions. I want to give up, you know, this isn't working. I could lose my business. I could lose my team. You're going to go through these emotions, right? But what you need to do is stay true to the process. You have to understand that, number one, and we need to affirm this, is that there's people out there that are always going to want painting done. The beautiful part is that you could do both interior and exterior painting. And those of you that listen to other trades, replace your trade with what I just said. Ultimately, people want work done. Okay, that's number one. Number two, can they find you? And if they can't find you, your goal is to be omnipresent. Number three, we never want to put all our eggs in one basket when it comes to marketing. And usually you guys will hear me do business breakthroughs where I will break down how someone is getting their jobs, how someone is getting their employees. And I'll say, well, you know, and, and I'm listening for a certain reason, like to see if they actually did something to achieve the result, right? So in other words, I would say, okay, is this an aggressive approach or a passive approach? Did you run into someone in the paint store and got your employee? Did someone give you the name of a friend who just so happens to paint? And I would say, well, you know, that's good and it worked out, but you got lucky. You know, ultimately when things get hard, you have no reference points on how to get back to center. And getting back to center is the goal, right? So again, I went through a major drought in my business, but I was able to get back to center because I knew what I needed to do to get there. More estimates, more ads, more leads, more resources. Okay, I didn't get my results on Facebook, Angie, Google, none of those. Okay, cool. Go to a trade show. Get involved in the community. You know, seek, 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 seek. Keep hitting, keep hitting, keep hitting, keep hitting, keep hitting, keep hitting. And um, and that's the goal. And it's like, you know, again, as a business owner, you have one responsibility, especially if you have employees, is to keep your team busy. That's it. That's one responsibility that you you just have to have. And, you know, for me, it wouldn't have stopped there if I didn't, you know, stumble across that good fortune. It would have been, you know, door knocking. It would have been blasting out to contacts over and over and over and over and over again. I don't care what anyone thinks about me. My goal is to keep my team busy. That's the promise I made to my crew. Um, and ultimately, you know, again, like the opportunity presented itself not because um, of anything other than I didn't give up, you know, and, and, and I usually encourage people during these breakthroughs that I do these coaching sessions. It's like, first of all, we have to understand like the way what you've done up until this point has worked, but it's not a strategy, you know, it's not. And if you're in a position where most of the work that you get just happens to come your way, 
In other words, maybe it's a, you know, a series of word of mouth or, you know, you're just randomly putting Facebook posts out and there's no strategy behind it. When the adversity comes, you're not going to have a reference point. And it's a really good way to give you analogy with employees. Like, in other words, like, let's say you found two employees, one from the paint store and one from a family friend, you know, well, guess what? If both of those employees fall off or, you know, they, they leave or you need to replace them, your business is already moving in a certain direction. Let's say it's elevated in terms of, you know, let's say it's level five in terms of production, but it's still level zero in terms of hiring, you know, and that's the problem. You have a level zero hiring approach and a level five production approach. When it hits the fan, you're not going to be able to quickly make an adjustment to keep your business at level five. What's naturally going to happen is, is that the business is going to taper down. So for me, I was able to reference my previous experiences when it came time to, you know, when, Hey, when, when it was like put up or shut up, it was like, Hey, you know, the jobs are slim. You're in a position where you're, you're very close to having to tell your team that they don't have any work, which is literally the one promise I made to myself in business. And right now you could either sit here and accept your fate, or you can go out, be resourceful you know, and, and create your reality ultimately. And it's like, there's a few components of that. It's effort, willpower, faith, 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 belief, belief, belief. If you do the right things in business and you're integral and you have other people's best interests in mind first, I don't know how else to tell you this, but God's got your back. I don't, I mean, you know, I don't know how else, I don't know what you want to hear there, but you know, I have no other explanation for the good fortune other than, um, you know, that's what I believe. That's what I, I mean, again, I was in a position of like, wow, I can't believe we're not converting these, these jobs. And if you have not been in that position before, um, it's coming, especially if you grow, you know, I didn't have this problem with two crews. <laughs> it was never a problem. I mean, very rarely, but when you get to the third crew and you want to grow, it's like, these are growing pains. Hundred percent. It was growing pains. It was like, you know, it was in order to earn the good fortune of having three crews fully staffed and fully booked, and a business is booming. It's like you have got to go through that, um, and what that's going to do is going to create a muscle, and we'll never hit that point again. And it'll be a new adversity, but again, I'll have a better reference point for the next one. Um, to wrap this up, maybe you're going through this right now. Maybe in your business, you feel as though you keep hitting brick walls. You know, you aren't confident because you, you aren't, you aren't confident when it comes to hiring because you don't have enough work. You're not confident when it comes to, um, sales because the production isn't right. You're not confident to grow to another crew because your current crew isn't where, where it needs to be. And as, as a business owner, first of all, you have to understand you can only focus on one thing at a time. And when it comes to everything hitting the fan, how can you, how can you be calm amongst all the noise? What you do is you place your passion, you place your energy and your motivation and your inspiration and all of these intangibles, you place it on another individual benefiting from it, okay? Because ultimately, if we have nothing pulling us outside of ourself, then we can give excuses and we can retract and we can retreat because the only person we have to answer to is ourselves, right? So for me, the entire time during that, all I'm thinking of is, 
what that conversation will feel like when I tell my team we don't have any work, when we tout ourselves as the best, we tout ourselves as the busiest, we tout ourselves as, you know, this this premium painting company, this this next level experience. They don't deserve that. And that's my responsibility to them. And uh, I believe that that is what pulled me to be resourceful, to stay consistent, to keep a positive mindset amongst all the chaos. Um, and then maybe some of you are listening to this and you have no employees and you have no one holding you accountable. The best thing you can do is bring someone on board and make a promise to them. Um, and you find out that once you do that, you're going to have a different level of motivation. Um, and that's it, man. So hopefully you guys got something out of this. I'd like to come on here and, uh, sometimes, you know, be, be brutally honest about where my business is and some of the struggles that I'm going through, uh, because it's not all, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Um, it, business is hard, make no mistake. It is hard, very hard. And, uh, any progress is great progress. The fact that you're in business right now means that you are, um, honestly, you're one of the one percenters who actually made the decision to go out on your own. You create your own destiny. Um, we need to get to that growth point where, um, we're beyond the point of, you know, being surprised and, uh, get to the point of being strategic. So get back to center. If you're not already there, if you need any help on this, hit me up. We'll do a business breakthrough. We'll chat about what's going on in your business. Absolutely free, no charge. Um, as a thank you for being a listener. Uh, so jump in with me. There's a link below the description of this podcast. So good luck to you go out there and crush it, have faith and uh, consistent action. Hey, hey, thanks so much for checking out the contractor secrets podcast. Stick around. I am going to drop in a short testimonial uh, that one of our awesome heavy hitters in Drip Jobs uh, had agreed to give out for us. So if you want to hear a little bit about how Drip Jobs is helping contractors, stick around uh, for the end of this episode and you can listen in. Yo, Mark. What's up, bro? Hey, what's up, Tater? How you doing, my guy? Good. How are you? Good. Are you going to join me on the on the vid? Oh, do you need it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. If you could. Uh, yeah. Yo. All right. Let me do an intro on this, and then we're going to hit it. Hit it. Thank you, bro, for coming. Okay. Yeah, no problem. What's up, everyone? I'm here with Mark Bradford. Okay. First of all, let me start with this. You were one of the most skeptical people to ever use drip jobs. What's changed, man? Do you like it? Was it worth it? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing is like the return on investment is like instant. As soon as you integrate it with, um, you know, the stuff that you already have in place. Um, you know, I linked it with my website, uh, with nice. my get a, get a uh, request a quote button. Yeah. And it's just every email, every phone call that I get uh, for, you know, customers requesting an estimate. Uh, I just redirect them to the website and drip jobs yeah. takes over from there. Love it. So yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely been a game changer. Um, I'm still learning some of the aspects of it. Um, 
you know, and I think it's, you know, it's great that there's new and updated features uh, coming in all the time. So I'm definitely yeah. excited for the Google calendar when that comes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely it's, it's made Good, a huge man. difference. Good. Absolutely. So, yeah, that, that was one of the things is because you and I had spoke before and you weren't sure, if, you know, because sometimes it might feel like drip drops is too big. Right. Because I know that you kind of do your own thing. Are you still, you know, solo? Um, well, I do have a couple of full-time guys and a part-time guy. So, okay. you oh, know, cool. it's, right. yeah, it's, um, we're definitely growing. Um, you know, so we want to use, you know, whatever's appropriate as we grow. And I yeah. think that growing you know, into it. Jobs, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's, there's still some features of drip jobs that I don't utilize yet, but that's just because I need to take the time to really fine tune them and tweak them. Absolutely. Um, so I still use every part of it. It's just, um, there's, there's some parts of my, my old estimating process that work in tandem. Yep. Um, you know, so eventually we'll be merging that. Um, so Great. I was, like I said, it's just, you know, it's a fine tuning. So, so you got, so a couple of things, you mentioned the booking link and I just want to make sure you know this. I know you're directing people to go to your website, but we added a button on the bottom menu. Uh, it says new request. Have you seen that on the drip jobs app? Um, that I don't know that I've seen that. No, you got to check it out. So okay. if someone calls you, you hit that button and you just punch in their phone number and it sends them the link. So you oh, don't have cool. to say, hey, go to the website. You just hit that button, put in their phone number, and then just like that, they get the link to fill out the form. Oh, even better. Yeah. So save a step there. So you've been um, using it now for, I think, two months. We reached out to you because you're killing it. Um, just curious in terms of the, you've been sending proposals. Have people been responding to the automated messages? Um, yeah. I mean, for the most part, uh getting onto the drip jobs, um, drips and getting to scheduling is been very quick. Um, so honestly, most of the responses that I've been getting through the automated, uh, responses have been like, um, just after because you send I, the proposal mostly after I send the proposal right. and, you know, um, so I, I've, gotten maybe one or two where they were kind of on the fence and the automated email helped sway them over to the side. Yeah. So, um, but for the most part, it's, you know, a lot of them have been just, I go out, do the estimate, um, you know, and they want to get on the schedule within the next couple of days. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So, So overall, would you say, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy, you know, software can be pretty crazy. I mean, one of our focuses as a company is to like, try to make it as simple as possible for you to get in, do what you need to do and get out. Do you feel as though like, you know, it's pretty easy to navigate and use? I think once you spend a good day, day and a half with it, it's yeah, you, you can jump right in as long as you're, you know, somewhat computer savvy. Absolutely. Yeah. It, so man. it's, yeah, it's getting, and it's getting more user-friendly. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, you notice we started putting the, uh, the lead sources there on the, yeah. the on the deal cards? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's just like being that. able to see where people come from, right? Yeah, and the customers <laughs> have been using it too. It's yeah, great. yeah. Well, yeah, we force them to on that yeah. form. <laughs> yeah. I wondered because it just started all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah. oh, word of mouth, cool. Yeah, yeah. word of mouth, okay. and you know what? Gen generally, people are really honest on there. 
um, yeah. which is cool. You know, it's yeah. not like, you know, they just like pick whichever one because I'll kind yeah. of follow up. So I'm like, how'd you hear about it? It's just to see if they lied. You know, yeah. I was like, all right, that matches with what you put. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I got data that I need to look at, ladies. So make sure you're you're, you're correct here. Um, right. No, that's exactly. awesome, man. So just last thing, man, I always like to end with this on one of these is you were on the fence more than, like I said, anyone. I think you tried it and then you didn't use it. And then I think Mike gave you a kick in the butt. And I was like, dude, give yeah. it a try. We sat down. If you uh, could reach, if you could talk to somebody that's on the fence, maybe just doesn't have a good system or has their own system and they're thinking about drip jobs, what's one thing you would say to them, you know, uh, to, to sway them? I would say, I mean, you're not, you're not locked in, um, you know, and it, like I said before, the return on investments immediate. If you have a decent, if you can present yourself well to the customer, drip jobs will do the rest. Boom. That's, that's it. You know, Love keep it, it simple. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. Mark, yeah. you're the man. Continue, continued success for you, my friend. I see that you're growing and uh, I think it's only up from here. I appreciate your time, man. This was 100% voluntary on your part, bro. And it means a lot. Yep. You took time out of your day to do it. So thanks, man. Thanks a lot, Tanner.